Marky Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. No, whatever it is. Hello and welcome to... The Mighty, The Glorious, episode 100 of the Mikey Worthington Woo! Comedy Podcast. You may recognise that scream. <laughs> it is the notorious Kaife. Definitely notorious. Yeah. Here Thanks he for is. having me, man. Hey, episode 100, we made it, dude. Yeah, made it. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I actually bought, because it is 100 episodes, I actually bought you a gift, because it can't, oh. can't go unpunished. So there's a bottom of Gentleman Jack for you, sir. To, oh, shit. To, Look at that. Um, hey. Uh, Thing at your own Bloody leisure, because um, you are a gentleman, a gentleman economy uh, yeah. of comedy, bringing me back on. Yep. And um, I don't know if you, for visitors home, I'm currently wearing a Kai Fei uh, comedy t-shirt, which is extra large, and extra large doesn't fit me, so <laughs> I'm gifting Marky an extra large Kai Fei comedy yeah, television, and I have taken that off to reveal a Marky Worthington comedy t-shirt, uh, t-shirt to Fuck wear, yeah, especially dude. the hundredth episode. So congratulations, man! Hey, round thank of applause! You. Yeah, round yeah, good stuff. Hard work. Emceeing my podcast for me. Excellent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good. No, thank you. Appreciate that. No, no I actually really like that design. Who uh, who did the cartoon for that? It looks. Fucking uh, awesome. <laughs> it looks. It, does it look uh, familiar? Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> that looks like actually like a bit like mine. It's like a Tristan Tate. Yeah, it does design. look like a Tristan Tate design because uh, Tristan Tate's very good at what he what he does. No, he did a really good yeah. job. It's cool that he did both of our logos, but they are both completely unique. Yeah, they like, are. yeah. Um, so I reckon, yeah, it's really good. And you got better merch than me because yours is actually fucking um, seems to be printed into the yeah, fabric. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, what the process is called, but yeah, it's actually printed in into the, the material, so it lasts a lot longer. Also, costs a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is why only um, only ten of those shirts are actually made. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, hey, fuck yeah. I'm so. for, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm part of the 10, <laughs> yeah, now. Part of the 10 now. We don't need a fucking yeah. a football team. We have yeah. 10 shirts for fucking Kai. That's fuck right. Em. You're lucky my ex-girlfriend gave one back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. No, that's not the one she gave <laughs> the, me. <laughs> the, the sad part is my ex-girlfriend's shirts would probably like be bigger than, yeah. um, than XL, so I'd have to find someone. <laughs> Take it to a tailor, trim it down, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck, that's funny as fuck. Yeah, dude. Um, I seen Rory Lowe's shirts are embroidered with the with yeah. the thing, and it was like that scene in um American Psycho when they're handing the business cards out, and yeah. he's like jealous of the other business yeah, card because yeah. I look at other people's merch, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's embossed, it's embroidered. <laughs> Ooh, oh fuck, is full, that? Full. Yeah, is that? Oh no, I, I, he's just made a mockery of me. Um, Sublaminate, that's what they call it. Sublaminate. There we go. It yeah. finally came to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you were on, I think, episode three or four yeah, of it was the pretty podcast. Early days. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was a. I'll I put, should have been first, but anyway. Well, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, well, uh, surprisingly enough, the episode, you kind of are. I kind of am first because you had to delete. Yeah, because one. episode one and two don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, by First default. First by default, Stephen Bradbury it all the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coming in. The others fell over. I'm still here. Still standing. 
Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna take that, man. I'll take that. I want my I want my gold medal, right? You just you just had to fucking get rid of everyone that was in the episodes before. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Have you heard from them ever again? It's, That's get, what it's gonna be a lot harder for cunts like fucking Phil Carruthers, who's like 41. He's yeah, gonna yeah. need to take out a lot of people. He's got a, he's got a long list, baby. That's a lot of work for a title he doesn't need. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, that's the um, that's that's the backstory on the previous episodes being yeah. episode one hundred. I've yeah, it's come a fair way. Um, I think th- that episode was actually we recorded in the back room at the basement. We did, yeah, before one of the open mics, um, and. Um, starting from now, like after this episode's out, every second episode is going to have an intro of me. Yeah. And then followed by um, an episode from like fucking four years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to um, talk at the top about the episode, the person, maybe even get that person back. Yeah. And then throw up a retro episode. Yeah. So every second one will be new and uh, every other one will be um, a previous episode. Yeah, yeah. So soon your episode will be back up again. There you go. But... I'm going to release the video because I originally just did it audio only, but I recorded video and you did, didn't. Did you? Wow. Yeah, I can't remember that. Yeah, yeah, I recorded video but didn't release the video. Yeah. So soon the actual unreleased footage from that oh, wow. episode is going to come out. There you go. The one that I couldn't actually put out because at the time I had a beer sponsor and you were drinking fucking <laughs> premixes that you bought in yourself. Fucking cheers. <laughs> Gentleman Jack. Gentleman Jack. He's got the premix. And don't forget, in in the end of last year's wrap up, when we did the cigar and whiskey yeah. episode, yeah. <laughs> Kai mixed the expensive whiskey I got with, with pre-mixed, yeah. no, with it pre-mixed was pre-mixed <laughs> fucking Jack Daniels. So instead of just putting a bit of Coke in there, it was pre-made Jack and Coke. She just fucking bundied it I'm up. I'm a man of class. <laughs> I'm a man of class, man. What am I telling you? Straight Coca-Cola is not enough. <laughs> I'm a classy dude. <laughs> Right. Well, this will party with me. This will be um, the last episode um, for the year with you on it because yeah. I'm doing a different schedule. I figured that a hundred is better than end of year, yeah, and, and we're close Christmas. enough anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll. Um, so this will basically be a wrap up for the year ah, and a yeah. hundred all in one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got, we got a bunch of, um, topics to get through. Yep. I don't normally, um, plan for episodes, but this one here is the most planned episode that I've had. I'm glad you rolled out the red car before me. That's it. Yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's actually just my beard, but, uh, <laughs> I just had, yeah, I just had this image of your sex life and yeah, <laughs> you're just yeah. rolling out the red car. Like, yeah. Yeah. Baby, it's, so. it's a different, it's a different landing strip for me. <laughs> um but yeah i've got i've got a couple of things first of all i would like to i want this episode to be timeless i want people to be able to use this as a point of reference and one day if i ever get like massive numbers they can go back to episode 100 see how much of a milestone it was yeah and they can look back at that and go hey look he thought 100 was big now he's up to 500 or whatever. 1,000. Yeah, yeah, or 1,000. Yeah, I wasn't going to shoot too high. Nah, <laughs> shoot for the moon. There shoot for the fucking moon. But in the um, in the vein of making this episode um, timeless, yep. I would just like to devote um, this episode to the late, great John Cleese. Yes. Um, uh, he's, at the time of recording, still alive. Still alive. But chances are, if you're listening back to this, he's done. Well, he's actually... 
stand-up uh, tour recently, which I went and saw. <laughs> Very good tickets. I, was, I think it was front row. Yeah, it was front row. Yeah. Um, yeah, know, it was actually was called. In, you were there. I know, because I, I was in row J. And you were in row J. And I was like, Steve. Pretty sure I gave you the finger at one stage. Yeah. Um, that's that Garbo money, mate. When you you know when you're slanging rubbish, but it was called the late great John Cleese. Yeah, so you know, so. I would like that's why. Yeah, yeah. I would like to devote this to so the late so. J- late great John Cleese. Cleese. Yes, um, and by which I mean his recent comedy tour. Comedy tour. <laughs> but also, if he's dead, to him he as well. He opened yeah. that so funny, dude. He's like. Um, a lot of you don't know this. I actually died two weeks ago, <laughs> but we just haven't told anyone yet. So we needed to fin- still finish the tour. That show was so good. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like being up front? Like seeing re- the legend, like yeah, me meters. He actually, um, yeah, no, it was, it was like, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. I could actually see though that he was using a, a prompt screen. Yeah. Um, just off to my peripheral, but he barely looked at it. It was just mm. like to... Um, thing, but just to be up that close and sort of see. Um, he actually made. Um, I'm sorry, ladies, but I've actually got a girlfriend now, and um, and she has the most loudest laugh. And there was one stage where he told this really. Remember when at the bit near the end of the show, where he's just like, "Can I tell that joke?" And his manager's like, "Yeah, you can tell that joke." So he told that joke about uh, in Germany with yeah. that thing, and then my missus was laughing so hard at that joke. He actually stopped and just like looked at her. And then this little smile just like crinkled across his <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, man, I still got it. And people still understand what comedy can be and stuff. And it, like, he was almost proud. Like it was, and I, I only would have been able to see that because I was up so yeah, close. Yeah. I could actually see some that, of those facial. Little, that facial expression, some of those little mannerisms. So it was, yeah, it was... It's probably the only time in my life I'm ever going to get to see John Cleese. So mm. I'm really glad it was like right there, dead center. Yeah. You know, I've been pretty lucky in that way. Um, when I saw Rob Williams live, the only time I saw him, it wasn't front row, but it was so close to the front row that yeah. I could see all his facial features. And sure. the one time I've seen Jimmy Carr, who was front row as well. Sure. So I've like, yeah, I've been pretty, it's like flying business class. I don't yeah. think I'd go back. So. If I can't get front row seats for those people ever again, if they're alive or what, I'd, yeah, I've at least got that one out of the way. So yeah, yeah, it was keep short answer. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. You keep driving yeah. trucks, keep listening to the radio, and keep winning competitions. Yeah, and yeah. you can see people front row. <laughs> it wasn't the Garbo money; it was the Garbo hours. No, no, no it was the Garbo <laughs> money. Actually, no, I don't think I even pay for that ticket. <laughs> I think the girl, I think my girlfriend did. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you paid for it, technically the taxpayers paid yeah, for yeah. it. So the taxpayers paid for it. Uh, Jimmy Carr, I paid for. Yeah, but that's because he thought it was actually Garbo hours. I was the only one free to log on at like the 9 a.m. And I logged on at like 9.01. Yeah. And already like half the front row was already sold out. So I, I still don't know how I managed to get front row ticket to that. Yeah. Like, but yeah. I did the same. I, I logged in um, last minute, uh, not last minute, but like at like quarter two. Yeah. And just sat there refreshing yeah. it. And then fucking like literally like whatever happened, I got distracted by 10 past it was done. Yeah. Um, but I was at, actually at work, so I needed to actually do work but yeah. um on top of that though the same thing with jim jeffries dude so i got front row for jim jeffries yeah. last year yeah nice um and the funny story is we didn't coordinate it um lucy and i my fiance for those listening yeah i'm making this episode timeless yeah. wife and uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and even further Ex. into the future <laughs> divorce <a> widow <laughs> my widow <laughs> bitch mum to me kid <laughs> 
No, that's it. For now, though, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, getting remarried the second time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we figured it all out. If you're listening to this, you met Kai at my second wedding and yeah. you wanted to know more about him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, there you go. There's enough samples there. I can just mix and match. Just cut, cut it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, go back and edit. But yeah, I, uh, I was logged in at home. Yeah refreshing i was I had the day off or something i was just fucking refreshing um the jim jeffries ticket site because yeah. it was like pre-sales for telstra customers or some shit so i went on there refresh 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 and i reserved a seat that was sitting there like in my basket or whatever two seats like second row from the front that's the best i could get and um I was like, just before I do this, I'm just going to check to see if Lucy's got the day off or the night off or whatever. Called her up and I'm like, hey, I've got row B for Jim Jeffries. Are you free on this date? And she goes, just cancel it because I got row A. And she was doing the exact (laughs) same thing at her place. That's love. Um, So I just, I canned mine. But they happened to be the row behind so I was like, same seats. so when we got there, I turned around. I'm just like, Hey, did you guys, cause I waited until the thing was full and then I deleted mine. Yeah. So some cunt got like row B when the next available was like fucking K All the way back. And I turned around. I'm like, enjoy the seats fellas. And they're just like, yeah. And I was just like, that's because I sat there with them in my basket and removed them. They're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, was, at a Jim Jeffrey show, you're just happy they don't punch you in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. yeah it was a wild world. show. Like it was like it was a great fucking set. Speaking of John Cleese, a big section of his set was talking about how him and John Cleese did a movie together during the lockdown. They wrote a script together. Okay, but I yeah. think maybe it was because. It's not the movie hasn't been released yeah, I don't yet. Yeah, been released yet. Or yeah. maybe it was because Netflix doesn't have the rights to it or something. But his recent special was all the material from that show. Yeah. Minus the fifteen minutes because the show is an hour and fifteen. Yeah. They cut out the fifteen at the end of the show, which was basically his closing bit. Yeah. About John Cleese, Cleese. and him. Yeah. Which was the best part uh, of the show part of the show yeah. yeah and so the good thing seeing it live instead of just waiting for the show to come out is i seen that extra 15 minutes and then together lucy and i went and seen john cleese so it's just like it was good to come full yeah. circle yeah um but yeah fucking jim jeffries another another one i got another, to see but yeah, i didn't yeah. i haven't seen jimmy carr like that i've had a pl- few opportunities i never yeah had. i don't know how like like with jimmy carr yeah it's like yeah, I just saying it got on time, right time. But I thought, no, I'll definitely, you know, it's coming to Canberra, so I mm. thought definitely got to. So it's actually not um, my partner's first time seeing him. She apparently she's seen him before. Yep, um, I've seen Jim Jeffries twice, but they're both pretty bad seats. So I got off like people was like, oh, we got some spare tickets. You want to come yeah. along? Um, but no, Jimmy Carr was really good, and I was actually there with uh, Luke Burney. Oh yeah, uh, um, Luke Burney. Canberra's Jimmy Carr. Yeah, Canberra's Jimmy Carr, <laughs> and. Um, and his partner and I actually had my housemate with me. Yeah. It was the other side. There was four of us. And um yeah. Yeah, Jimmy actually got stuck into Luke uh, about anti vaxxing. It was the whole thing. And um and <laughs> Luke's just getting his ass chewed by Jimmy Carr and he's got the biggest fucking grin on his face, man. He was loving yes. every second of it. Because right there in the front row, you yeah. know, like Jimmy's like, you know, uh, and um yeah, and he just started like hooking, r- into, hooking into Luke. Fuck yes. You know, and um 
Yeah, hooking into Luke, and Luke, I don't think he's ever been happier in his Dude. entire life. He was just like, this guy's calling me a cunt, and I fucking love it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, so he was, um, yeah, he was pretty chuffed, so it was good to see how happy he was. But uh, Jimmy Carr, absolutely great. Um, did did a, like, back-to-back shows too, which I, I've done back-to-back shows, yeah. must take it. But he, he's just so much bigger. Like, must take so much out of him. Like, because he literally, like, shuffle one audience out, shuffle another one in, and go again. And he did two hours. For, like for our show yeah so he did four like yeah four hours of stand-up that night like Fuck. yeah actually i was actually impressed about how because he, he had like like the show was split into two halves and in the middle he just is like okay i'm just going to try this i'm going to try that like and he just like was just riffing and he was just talking to people in the audience and so, like just riffing with them and riffing yeah. off the audience and all that but they could that took up like a good 45 minutes or him yep. just fucking around and he's like okay cool anyway i'll get like i'll have a break hmm. and i'll come back and i'll finish the show for you like you yep know, like and then yeah so he came back out and did like a closer like 40 and i'm like 40 to close like it's, hmm. it's like oh man yeah. and then yeah and then he shuffled the audience out and brought another one back in we weren't even allowed to leave out of the main the main entrance oh really they we had were to going go, in yeah we had to go like out the side, side doors fuck. because the auditorium was already full, already full with yeah. like a new crowd come straight in and literally the moment we started coming out they started bringing more people in fuck like, yeah yeah smash it out so you would have only had half hour turnaround in that night yeah made his money i guess like yeah would have made a fucking pretty penny that night so. yeah what a unit man just getting them in i heard him on a podcast i heard him on dean delray's podcast and um it was like i think it was like before or after a gig maybe yeah. like it was in the green room or something yeah and um it was early on in dean del rey uh sorry it was i think it, i don't know whether it was a previous episode like because sometimes i'll go back and listen to really old ones yeah. um but yeah it was fucking funny because jimmy was like going like um well, I'll, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not that famous yet, but yeah. like after this podcast comes out, I'll, <laughs> I'll like, <laughs> and it's just so funny to think of like the fact that, yeah, it's right. Like he, there's a certain level where you get to where it's just like, it's not going to really affect your level of fame, whether you do a show yeah. or a podcast or whatever, yeah. but he took the time to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was cool. Yeah. I reckon he'd be a pretty cool dude. Like it was, he was fun yeah. to listen to on a podcast. Yeah. I, I've heard him. Um, that's the first time I ever heard him on a podcast. I mostly just seen him like yeah. with his live shows, but um, like his fucking specials. Yeah. Never seen him live. But um, the funny thing is, Dean Del Rey's big with like the music scene. Yeah. So he's had like AC, like the guys from acdc and shit like that and like like he's had um gene simmons from kiss on on there and like all these like crazy big like music gods and he's had a few big comedians but he sort of crosses he's like both of my podcasts yeah come on come on yeah Yeah. so yeah that was cool to have him on there but just uh switch off this podcast now and head over to (laughs) uh, (laughs) deandore.com and get all your comedy and music needs (laughs) or you can or you can listen to like this episode (laughs) and then listen to one of my metal ones and then come back to this and um but yeah the um the other thing is uh this is all topical. We're go- yeah. I'm, I'm burning through material yeah, here. Yeah. Um, all right. So we were chatting before the show about um, not being able to turn off being a comedian. Comedy, yeah. Yeah. The humor. Um, and 
I was chatting about how sometimes in situations where I got to be super serious, you know, like if I'm um, like even at like fucking even at funerals, and I'll think to myself, imagine if you know the person like the coffin just busted open the person was like ha ha gotcha like the- and i'll just be there in the middle of a funeral just thinking about imagine if they did that have you ever seen um six feet under no tell you speaking of funerals and it's like but yeah it's, it's actually a movie about a funeral home yeah and this chick dies like <laughs> yeah. in church has like a heart attack yeah but then they and they, they fully like prepare her and they put her in a coffin like it's some religious thing like she's got to be buried like that day yeah and it turns out she wasn't actually dead and i think so it's she, a jewish thing to be buried yeah like, the very so, next day yeah. so they don't have time for like embalming and all yeah, like that yeah. so they've like they've stuck her in the coffin and then she actually comes back alive <laughs> in the middle of her own funeral Realizes she's at her own funeral and then has a heart attack and drops actually drops yeah. down. Oh shit! <laughs> it's like that's probably what happens. It's like ah, <laughs> everyone else would probably die or whatever. But somebody would definitely die of a heart attack. <laughs> but I just thought how how unfortunate would it be that like you pop out like and you're actually in your own funeral yeah. and actually end up having a heart attack and actually dropping dead again. Do you know actually? Yeah. I think the reason that um I do that is because I do it as like a coping mechanism yeah. for stress. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and um. It seems like like most people just because you're not displaying displaying signs of um, stress like they traditionally would want you to or expect you to, yeah, they think that you're not stressed. And it's just yeah. like if if I say that my brain was fucking wired different, where I laughed instead of cried like the Joker, yeah. You see me laughing and people just expect, oh, yeah, he's just having a laugh. It's just like, well, me trying to make humor is actually me in stress most of the time. Yeah, 100%, man. I totally agree with that. Like, that's probably, like I learned as a child, my big, yeah, coping mechanism was my sense of humor to try to, like, deflect, like I said, stress and stressful situations. And so, yeah, the more jokes I tell, the more worried you should probably be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I just can't switch it off. Like, I'll oh. make some of the most inappropriate comments. Yeah. Well, not inappropriate comments as in the comment itself is inappropriate, but the timing is inappropriate. You know what I mean? Like, people yeah. are like, how the hell can you make a joke <laughs> at this time? And I'm like, it's because I, you know, if I don't laugh, I cry kind of like. Kind Dude, of thing. I, like, I yeah. fucking, I, I've been midway through like a fucked up, like we're going to break up conversation with an ex of mine. Yeah. And she was just like, you know, like it just, we just feel so distant from you, you know, like I just, whenever you are near me, you don't touch me. Yeah. I just want you to touch me. So I just grabbed a tit. <laughs> <laughs> just at that moment. <laughs> I'm touching you. And Honk. she just goes... <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. That's why I'm fucking breaking up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I like we spoke about. That. I actually had a pretty unpleasant uh, thing with, uh, you know, pleasantry with one of my exes, like recent yeah. exes, and we actually end up at court uh, mm-hmm. one stage. And even when me and her were outside the courthouse finishing the argument we should have had inside the courthouse, I was still dropping jokes like yeah. left, right. This is like this biblical, like super stressful moment for both of us, you know. Um, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pretend that stress was one way, but yeah. and here I am still like dropping in, like just dropping in zingers whenever I, like, I could, yeah, like because you know what else do you do? As you said, like, like it's, it's a stress thing. It's there's, a stress thing. There is um a, so the the topic I wanted to bring up was there's a t- like there's a um a time and a place for comedy. However, there's also the funny thing I found was. Other comedians, just like how you and I have yeah. this thing in common, it's not just that. Like I've heard stories of a lot of comedians oh, yeah. doing it. It seems to be a yeah. pretty common thing. Yeah. 
Um, and sometimes comedians will get told before they go on stage, hey, just letting you know that, like, you know, for example, with me, I've been about to go out and someone's like, hey, man, just letting you know there's, like, a 15-year-old in the front yeah. of the crowd. And I'll just be like, okay, yeah, no worries. And then I go out like, all right, so who here uses condoms? You, sir, what do you, uh, do you know about them? And uh, then I'll look at the parents and be like, well, you obviously don't because this is, you got the young fella here. Like, I'll just do that. Yeah. Have you ever had a situation where you've been told to steer away from a topic but you've leaned in? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's nearly like I know. Um uh, yeah, many times. Um, many, many times. But sometimes it's not even being told not to. Sometimes I just know there are topics you shouldn't touch, and I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in, go in with this one." Yeah. Like, and yeah, and it gets me in trouble. Won't lie. Um, but I can't, I can't think of anything specifically that I hundred um, percent want to talk about. <laughs> but what, what was the example? You're like, all right, I'll pull it. So that was that was, example, that was my thinking. example. Yeah. Um. Uh, you seem to not have any, so I'll go and get I've got hate. Oh, yes, I'm just yeah. fucking with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, as I said, one of them ended up at court. <laughs> you know, I did so, not want to answer that question on the grounds that may incriminate me. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> um, Faye's views don't reflect that yeah. of the Marky Worthington but, comedy yeah, podcast. Exactly. But uh, talk, speaking of kids, I've had a few where there, there are kids in the audience. It's always um, a difficult It's one. always a difficult one, and... It depends how young they are. Mm. Like I kind of, because I kind of feel like if you bring a kid to a comedy show, it's almost not yeah. a parent. But if the kid gets, because I had one recently, and there was like a six-year-old running around the audience, yeah. and I had this whole, I had my, I had my, I had the face fucking routine, yeah, yeah. like all ready to go because I wanted the thing, and I was like, nah, I can't, I can't do that with yeah. like a six-year-old. But I think that's probably one of the only times. Please say concerned. you can't do that in front of a six-year-old. You can't. Yeah, I can't say you can't do that with a six-year-old. I probably can't do it in front of a twelve-year-old either. Yeah. Like fifteen is probably the cutoff for that joke. But it's like it's it like, must be at least this old. To yeah, enter. yeah. Um, that's probably the only joke I ever really hold back on, yeah. depending on the audience, because it's quite. It is an R-rated joke. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I don't care. Like, if you got a kid in the audience, you brought them to a comedy show, then you're gonna. Like I'm not going to change very much in my sure. material unless it's like pretty graphic to that. Like, even where even I'm like, no, nah, I'm not comfortable with that. Like, but for the most part, yeah, just, yeah, lean into the it. The only time I would yeah. cut back is if I didn't think that people were still going to be having fun. Yeah. So like, if I do like when I did that bit with the condom, the fucking kid was laughing, and so yeah. were the parents. But if they were like in awe yeah. then i'd and the rest of the crowd was in like, awe. Ooh, yeah. and the best thing is the rest of the crowd was kind of like oh we'll just wait and see if they laugh first yeah. and then once they were laughing the rest were cool yeah so it was all good and i i did the the hacky fucking like whoa you're gonna have a conversation <laughs> on the way home but here's two examples okay two examples um so i've briefly mentioned to this this to you before but yeah. now you're on the pod i want to see uh see what you think of this. this is a very similar um situation so um Dave Attell, apparently, who's a um, like one of the, the the names in the New York scene, yeah, is um, kind of like the he's like the the comics comic of the New York yeah. scene. So it just goes to show how fucking ruthless this dude yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah, like he'll do full stand up specials just wearing fucking like like a like a zip up black jacket, and jeans, and a black cap. Yeah, like he doesn't dress up. He just yeah, he's just, just very yeah. very cool. So um, he's about to go out to a, to a um, 
audience. He was in the green room, and apparently there was um, a little person in the crowd, yeah. and the <laughs> MC goes up to him while the previous comedian's yeah. on stage and says, "Hey, Dave, just letting you know that there's um, there's a little person in the crowd. So just if you've got any jokes about that, just try and be sensitive." And he's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And then apparently he just goes straight out there yeah. and goes like, I hear we have a little man in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone fucking like floors laughing because, um, you know, that's not that's not leaning in. But here is the one I didn't speak to about. Yeah. That is leaning in, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so there's a guy, Nathan McIntosh, he was on... Um, Paul Verzi's podcast yeah. and Paul Verzi and him were chatting and um, Daniel actually, actually uh, sorry, Nathan McIntosh actually seen this yeah. happen. This was at a gig that he, when he first started. Yeah. So uh, he was saying that um, he, uh, he, he didn't, he might've mentioned the name, but basically what happened was the headliner was told like, um, the neck, one of them had a neck brace on, yeah, but he still was doing comedy. <laughs> it was comedy gold right there. And man. the MC was, yeah. they were like, Hey, just letting you know, the headline is wearing a neck brace. He might mention it in his act, yeah. but just don't like mention it when you're bringing Bring him, him up, yeah, because it's kind of like a big reveal, yeah. So the MC goes out and just goes, like, Um, this next comedian broke his neck sucking cock. <laughs> And the fucking headliner just shot out and started beating the fuck out of the MC on stage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> fucking well played, sir. That's, that's, that's fantastic. So that is, that's the fucking, the, the final leaning in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you did, while you're going through that, remind me, I haven't had one where I've been told to avoid it, but you'll remember years ago, I got in trouble for a joke regarding spoons. Yeah. And, um, but I actually went back to that venue mm. and did that joke like another three times or something, <laughs> like just to prove a point. Yeah. Because I never, I never got in trouble for it. I, yeah. I, for those listening, I got in trouble because one person, one soldier person in the, um, in the audience took offense to the joke. Yeah. And then, you know, management you know spoke whatever but i actually went back and did that joke like another three times yeah. at that venue um just to prove the point that sure that that was like a one like it's not the it's not the joke's fault yeah that one person was offended some <laughs> people are just offended it's not the dumbest. joke's fault it's not the joke's fault leave my joke alone. it was a good joke dude it was a good joke it was well written well constructed i was quite proud of that joke yeah and um yeah, and uh, yeah, it's not the joke's fault. Don't blame the joke, you know. It's, yeah, it's like, it's like having a pit bull or something. Like it's not the pit bull's <laughs> fault, okay? Like that child <laughs> was antagonizing. I've raised him well. He's my joke plays well with all the other jokes at home. I don't know why that joke acted like this. That, you know what that I mean? Like that joke, joke didn't bite off a body yeah, part. It didn't bite off it. It's a well-behaved joke at home. Like he's such a softie. You can <laughs> come up and rub that little joke's face. But oh, he's a good jokey. He's a good jokey. And you know, like he does. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it to prove that, um, it, yeah, the joke wasn't actually the the fault in the situation. There. Fuck yeah, dude! But, um, I remember this. I was there when you did the joke. Yeah, you were yeah, there. Yeah. When I and I was the there the time. night before when you did the did same the, joke yeah, at, at a, a different, different venue. venue. Yeah, and it was nothing fine. And I remember when I did the joke the second time or the first time 
again at that venue, the venue manager just like gave me the massive dagger eyes yeah. from the back of the room. And yeah. I just gave him this cheeky smile. <laughs> I went, just kept on with my joke. And no one got offended. So he decided to to let it go and um but yeah yeah i, I just remember the daggers he gave me fuck like, yeah dude i was like dude nothing wrong with the joke doing my fucking joke <laughs> fuck yeah dude um well that's the uh that's the first bit of the podcast we're gonna take a break and get come back for story time so uh cheers everyone for listening so far and we'll Thank be you. back in a second for stories come on grab your friends we're all okay <laughs> The fun will never end. It's story time. There we go. Alrighty, welcome back. It is story time. Now, Kaife. Kaife for story time, <laughs> episode 100. You know, tuning in here on the, yeah. like a radio show. Yeah. Um, now, this one here is probably my most researched piece of episode, episode <laughs> and story time. Um, so, I'm genuinely impressed. I had to are. go back. You went deep on this one. Now, everyone knows the local store, Ivan's. Ivan's, yeah. Ivan's Fashions. Um, it's in the city, but it used to have a storefront in the uh, and Hyperdome. Yeah. So Holy shit. 341 likes and 246 comments. You'll see on your screen if you are watching the video episode. July. Kai has left himself a blistering <laughs> review on the Ivan's fashion. Yeah. Well, it's actually on the Togonon Hyperdome page. Yes. Yeah, but it's in reference to Ivan's fashion. Okay, let me just... Well, well, well no point in me saying yeah, it. Yeah, Let's yeah, get the man himself. This is the audiobook version yeah. of this review. <laughs> so I posted on the Togonon Hyperdome. What's it called now? Uh, something anyway, they've changed their name, but it's a, yeah. the big shopping center in Tuggeron, Canberra. Uh, so I posted on their page. This is uh, 20th of July, 4.05 p.m., and I do believe this is sometime in 2016. Anyone thinking about shopping in Ivan's fashion, don't bother. Never have I encountered a more rude proprietor. I like using big words when I'm pissed <laughs> off. Um, I was window shopping in preparation for my next pay. I told her this... I told her this as I was trying to ask her some questions about her stock. She responded with along the lines of, I could tell I could tell as you remind me of a cow with how you chew your gum. Cows never spend money. When you're ready to spend money, then I'll get off my chair for you. Uh, being an amiable bull bloke, <laughs> a lot of people disagree with that. Uh, I ignored it and continued shopping and then asked her about a white beanie. Um, that was, the white beanie was actually up behind her okay. on, the, on the counter. Yeah. Um, she told me to keep dreaming. So it's part of with her, have a nice day, and she just ignored me. Wow, just wow! I was so pissed off, man. Like, I, like, and I mean that. I've never had such a rude reply. So, I, like, I'm not one generally to complain. But as I've gotten older, I've like, I'm getting that kind. Of, I wouldn't say I'm becoming a Karen. Um, yeah, but I definitely like I start being more likely to call out bullshit. And I and you know she was just so rude. I've never think so. I actually posted that tag on. Yeah, I've got a side note. You got a side note. The reason I was able to find this yeah. is because you reshared it with this I caption. I did, yes. The beginning of a very funny story, which ended with the police threatening yeah. to arrest me <laughs> yeah. and apparent lifetime ban from the Hyperdome. Yeah. So I posted that on the thing <laughs> and then the Hyperdome actually responded straight away with an apology and asking me to come in for a free coffee. They actually literally come in, a free coffee, right, right. Like, That's cool, right? But then, as, as you saw on the video there, 341 likes, 
246 comments. The fucking thing exploded with comments. This is back when Facebook actually meant something. Yeah. You know what? And there were the, the amount of stories of people saying she'd just been just as rude yeah. to them. And like, it was just nonstop. People were around, like, this bitch still at it. And around, people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe that place is still business. And mm. yada, yada, yada. So then a couple of days later, <laughs> right, after radio stories, I, I, got, I was drunk. Me drunk? What the fuck? Kai like, doesn't drink. What are you talking about? Oh. Right. <laughs> I was drunk at home. And I only have a vague. I'll write P to people that fucking hate ASMR. <laughs> and, um, so I was like, I was pretty pissed. And I don't actually fully record doing it, but I set up a Facebook event called Windows Shopping at Ivan's <laughs> <laughs> right? And I invited everyone who had commented on this thing. Like I invite like like I made it an open pacing. I told people to invite their friends and all this, right? And then oh, I let it go. Like I went to bed, kind of thing. And I woke up the next oh, morning. Oh no! It's and like, like my cousin Corey's house party. Corey <laughs> yeah, Worthington's like house party. <laughs> He's actually your cousin. Uh Let's keep going with your okay, story. Right. Now, he was actually one of the answers in my trivia night the other night. I oh, had trivia. And there was actually one of the answers about the house park. Anyway. Well, but, like, without leaving that ambi amb yeah, amb ambiguous. Big word. Um, yeah, I like to. Distant, distant, cousin, like, very distant. Cousin. I like to use them when I'm giving reviews. <laughs> um, it's a ch There's a chance that we're related. Yeah. Same sort of vein as, like, how Sam Worthington might be related. Yeah. But I, I'm I was more willing. That. I was going to use that one of my roasts about you, actually, the Worthington name. But anyway, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll leave it like that. Distant, distant cousin, just like I'm distantly related to John Faye, the premier, possibly, maybe. Yeah, who yeah, knows. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I invited everyone who had who had commented and liked this thing, right? <laughs> and so I go to bed and I wake up the next morning, and three hundred people had said they were going to be <laughs> at this thing, right? And I'm like, holy crap! Like I was like, oh, what did you do, Kai? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I've done it. Who cares? And I didn't really think much of it, like people think like that. And then like two days later, my phone rings and I'm like, just this block, like a private number. And I answer the phone and it's like, hello, is this Kai Fei? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, this is Sergeant Constable fucking Rora from whatever yeah. tunnel police station. And I was like, oh, okay, what can I do for you? And she's like, we've been made aware of this Facebook thing that you are, you've done, <laughs> right? And, um... <laughs> Where, where I'm ringing to instruct you to take it down. Like she was like, I'm telling you to take it down. You can't go through with this. Oh, and shit. if you decide to go through with this, um, we're going to charge you with inciting an affray. Now I've never been charged with anything in my entire life. Kai affray. Yeah, Kai affray. <laughs> and I, I won't lie. A part of me was almost like, if I'm going to get charged with something, inciting an affray. It's such a fucking cool thing to get charged with, you know what I mean? What but are you in for? <laughs> it was just like, hey, what are you in for? Inciting a fray, motherfucker. I'm a Facebook yeah. criminal. <laughs> I'm a Facebook criminal. <laughs> fucking hell. You know? Um, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, so Zuckerberg criminal. got nothing on me. You know? Cyber criminal. <laughs> so, yeah, it would make, yeah. And, um, and so, I won't lie, part of him is like, how fucking cool is that? But cyber afraid. Cyber afraid. Kyber afraid. Yeah. We're going for Kyber afraid. <laughs> but yeah, so essentially this cop rang up to put the kibosh on it. <laughs> oh, see what I did. And I'm um, told me I couldn't go through with it. <laughs> so we're going to have me charged. And um, and so discretion being the better part of valor, I yeah. um, I actually made a, a, a retraction post uh, on the the event uh, that 
like an hour later after I spoke to the police. And um and yeah, I uh, cancelled the event. Yeah. Um, but she also informed me too that I now have a lifetime ban from the Tugger and Hyperdome, which I've been there fucking dozens of times. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. What are you going to do? Um, like they've got cameras watching me. Yeah. But um, I didn't go because it was for a Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. And the cop on the phone, she's like, you know, like this is a family center. Like you're essentially starting a riot or you're trying to start. And I was like, I didn't start. Like cause I, when I wrote the post too, I was, I was very explicit in saying, make sure you just ask, ask questions. Like I, I didn't say anything that would be inciting violence. I didn't yeah. say, like, I wasn't there to call. I was just there to be a pain in the ass, which yeah. is what comedian, like, you know, I'm a comedian, right? Um, but of course, you know, I'm not an idiot too. I know how badly those things can actually go, uh, get turned down as much as being charged with inciting the fray would be really cool. I didn't want to be attached to like actual violence. Like I, yeah. like I, I was very specific in writing, you know, just go there, just window shop, just ask questions, like just make this, you know, um, but yeah, so I got a lifetime ban and I got that and I didn't go to the Hyperdome that day Yeah, because I knew they would be looking for me. Like they probably had a photo of me. Like, you know, it actually makes me always wonder, you know how many times I've rung police up for various things or whatever and they're like, oh, we can't do that. How the, you can't do that? How the fuck did those bastards get my phone number when they needed it? You know what I mean? Like you yeah, say, yeah. oh, we can't do that. It's not within our power. Next thing you know, cops calling me. Like, how did you get this number? Like kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not, you know, your license is, it's not attached to your fucking license, whatever. But anyway, so I didn't go, but a friend of mine who I worked with at the time said he was actually in Tuggerong that day. Yeah. And he said they had security. The place was crawling with uh. security guards. They had like three security guards standing at the front of Ivan's. Oh, shit. And he saw two other teams of three like paroling the area at that time <laughs> and stuff like that. So if nothing else, I made them spend a lot of money on <laughs> extra security <laughs> and hopefully um, I bought management's attention to how... how because, yeah... Like that place never, because apparently she's like that to everyone. That place does not turn any, they, they don't turn stock over. Yeah. How are they making money, Marky? How are they making money and paying for the, the rent? Like the rent of those places is like mm. in the thousands per yeah, month. Yeah. You know what Especially I mean? Especially like, when they're in Civic. Yeah. Like, like they've moved from where they were to a different spot. Well, I used to own, I used to own a, a business at Gungarlan yeah. Marketplace. Yeah. Um, many moons, ago, you know, 15 years ago. And even 15 years ago, it was seven grand a month. Yeah, and before Gungarlan was what it is now. Yeah, before Gungarlan. This, this is back when Gungarlan was just the two buildings. It was before it was the four buildings. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, it was still seven grand a month. Yeah. So you imagine what, like Hyperdome or yeah. something like that, you know, they're probably 10, 12, 15 grand a month for some of those, for sure. some of those shops. Yeah, yeah, you know? probably. I just don't know how yeah. the fuck they... So how is a place... I suppose it'll always be yeah. a mystery. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, yeah so anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, they're not there anymore in that in yeah. that place. So yeah. I guess I've had the last laugh. Yeah, exactly. You know? But um, but yeah, that, that's that's the one time Kai almost got charged with inciting an affray, which yeah. I have to lie, I still... I have regrets. I sometimes think I should have gone through with it. Like, fuck Dude, it. Why I not? Fucking, like, that's a comedy story right. there. You could have just been like, all right, I'm not going to... I'll change the event yeah. and then just change it to be my solo show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get there and start doing I've never had 300 people to show you before. Woo, yeah. <laughs> now performing it. Tiger and I. Yeah, Hyperdome. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's pretty funny. That's exactly what you mentioned with Corey Worthington. He was yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm just going to... That was the back in the day yeah. when the default for Facebook events was public. Yeah. And 
So Peter could just jump and, on. And also, it was visible by public. It wasn't yeah. like you didn't need to post it in groups or anything. Yeah. You could literally just type in house party and, and all these wow. public yeah. ones would just, just come up. up. And people would, that's how people got around. When I was in high school, that's how everyone just fucking went to yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of missed out on that era of the internet. Speaking of that, 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 that I do have a story kind of yeah. on those lines. So my little, my little adopted brother, um, like my little brother, like, you know, um, He's, you know, my adopted brother anyway. He had a pretty, I've mentioned you before, a bit of a street reputation. His 18th birthday went Corey Worthington big yeah. and the right squad. Uh, this happened in Canberra, Fuck. like in a suburb of Canberra. This yeah. is going back, yeah, like 20 years. Yeah. Actually, probably 20 years this year. Yeah. And uh, I said he was pretty known for, you know, sort of being a bit of a, you know, party animal and yeah. hard ass and all that. And he was kind of known, you know, around like the youth centers and all that. Yeah. So his birthday party and I was there. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking 300 people, Fuck. Like, like minimum 200, somewhere on three. And I, I had left. Yeah. Um, I had left because I actually was um, traveling to Melbourne the next day. So I actually left the party early. Fuck but yeah. from what I hear, uh, the right, the right police showed up um, by it. about 1am in the morning <laughs> and they had hired these massive speakers and they just had these huge speakers sitting in the back of utes yeah and like it was just like doof doofing like the whole suburb out Fuck. and like yeah like it apparently got like, out, like you know he invited like 40 people and yeah like yeah. just kind of got around party at this guy's house party at this guy's house and um word of mouth yeah and it just went Fuck. yes you know, dude like, yeah. yeah i remember before the act banned fireworks yeah um Oh, a good old days. Family member of mine had his pyro's license, and um, he, I think it was um, Charnwood Oval. Yeah. Put on a pyro fucking display <laughs> when he first got his license. Yeah. Sat there with his like you know two thousand and fucking seven laptop. Yeah. And just had all or whenever it was banned, it was like one of the OG yeah, laptops. Yeah. I might have even been older than that. I don't yeah. know when they banned it, but anyway, I was super young, so I yeah. didn't know. But yeah flyered the fucking suburb to come to the oval and check it out, check it out. and um yeah put on a full pyro display for the whole neighborhood wow when he was like yeah. a teenager that's cool yeah yeah what yeah. a fucking mad cunt i could have been about 2006 crackers were yeah okay were banned. yeah 2006 yeah so yeah he yeah. he but yeah he did a full full thing he was Bring a wild crackers. dude he had a um <laughs> he had a fucking um like a nissan maxima yeah, and the yeah. whole boot was filled with um, batteries yeah. because it had hydraulics in it. So he bought it with his first job. He like yeah. saved up and I went round to his place, cousin of mine, older cousin of mine. Yeah. He backs it out of the shed and it's like just like a whole boot full <laughs> Ooh, of batteries, batteries and just goes and lifts a little bit and then it ran out of batteries so it just sat there like stuck in the air and he's, yeah, he's just like oh well anyway that's basically my my little toy <laughs> yeah what a what a mad chap yeah but um yeah yeah so we got we got that we got um i'll see if i've got i want to try and keep to my um to my yeah, keep your list point. yeah yeah um Oh, people may not have noticed. I'm wearing. I'm now wearing yeah, the wearing Finger my, Man my Bogan shirt. Finger Man Bogan shirt. Yes, come back after Coffee. the break. Wearing each other's shirts, but um, you know what I love most about the shirt. Sorry to be. Yeah, is that tattoo on the shirt? That is actually my tattoo That's on an my actual arm. Thing, That's yeah. an actual proper. Like he yeah. actually, yeah. That is actually my tattoo. Yeah, he did well. He with put it. all the detail in. Very yeah. impressive. Uh, TristanTate.com. Yeah. 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 Um, so can, what are we doing? All right. So we're gonna do. <laughs> We're gonna do here's a bit from so I um I yep. 
I opened for Doug Stanhope, um, and that's one thing that we uh, will talk about a little bit more towards the end of the show. But just on the tail end of of this story time, I ordered some merch from Stanhope after the gig. I already had a few sets of merch, but I was just like, oh, I might, I might get a couple extra things because um. He uh, was did a sale on his merch, but the thing that Stanhope's renowned for his merch people, yeah, is they actually like get rid of random shit when you buy merch as packaging. For yeah. example, I got another comedian's shirt, shirt that they <laughs> sent Stanhope as a gift as packaging for his merch when yeah. he sent it to me. That's so, awesome. You know, but um, one of the things is. People may not know this. That's how I got my Marky Worthington shirt. Actually, I bought some Doug Stanhope stuff. Yeah, yeah. The Mark well, shirt. I um, I did a podcast with Stanhope, and I um, am going to record it onto VHS. Yeah. But I got him to sign the blank VHS when I seen him. So yeah. once I record it on there, I'll have a VHS with um the that's podcast it. and that podcast yeah. and stuff. Um, I'm then going to record a second one that's not signed and send it to him so that then that might go out to someone Some when they up. buy merch yeah, yeah. and it'll just be the podcast of me and Stanhope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the packaging that came with this merch is people may not know this. Doug Stanhope's from a small town in Arizona called Bisbee and they have, this is their whole newspaper, by the way. This isn't, wow. this isn't, it's like Camp a times at your heart out. Yeah. It's, it's literally, it is literally 12 pages. Um, and there's one very important page at the end of it. People that are not watching the video <laughs> are just going to hear paper moving. But anyway, they have a section on here called the police beat. Basically, what they do is they have the Bisbee Police Department um, documents all of their calls, and yeah. then they publish it in the paper um, so that people can read about their things. <laughs> it's even funny because they don't just have general terms. Literally, there's one here that names a Vanessa Hernan <laughs> <laughs> or a... Mills McNeil, so it's not actual like names. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not just like a, a, a man contacted the police on yep. these days. Like. Okay, so I'm gonna just randomly um, choose one of these to read out. Yep. As the Bisbee Observer, this is okay. the Bisbee Observer Police Beat, and this is a bit that they do on the Stanhope podcast. But I feel like it's been given to us by sheer uh, yeah, the angels. The, 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 the universe angels. has dictated it. The the fucking the Stanhope merch people giveth. Okay. And when their lawyers get involved, they'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Bunbury, 43. Yeah. Bisbee, just in case you didn't. Was, was booked into jail and charged with aggravated domestic violence and passive... Jesus. Resisting arrest, passive resisting arrest. Yes, is that like? I, a, I don't know what the fuck is that, that is? like. A kid who just like lies down on the ground and goes dead weight. Like, no, I don't want to go to the tennis. <laughs> and I just like lay there, like, and you're like you know, trying to grab their arm. I want ice cream, not until you have your your arrest. <laughs> yeah, right. You can have ice cream after I've arrested you. <laughs> um, yeah, or um, you'll need ice cream after you get arrested because the cops like break your jaw. Oh, yeah, fuck um, yeah, why not? Yeah, here, so that's my random one. You yeah, can yeah. choose one from oh, there. Really? The one I read's up there. So, oh, okay. Whichever one you want. 
the police beat the Bisbee police. And when they do it on Stanhope's podcast, they got like an audio thing. Uh, I'm going to read this one out because it almost kind of, it actually reminds me of the story I just told. Okay. Um, so things. Um, George Mills, 51, McNeil, so not from Bisbee, I guess, um, was booked into jail, charged with disobeying a judicial mandate, stalking and harassing. He was booked into jail again on October the 2nd for stalking. <laughs> Busy man, but it's like that's like he that's yeah. like he went to the actual inside of you in a fray. Like he yeah, showed up. Like, he no. actually went. To he the actually went to the inside. Yeah. <laughs> he actually went to the hyperdome. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Well, that's the busy busy police busy beat. Police. Never to be it's repeated. Weird they put that in your paper. It's crazy because we're. I'm sure it's breaching some sort of confidentiality. <laughs> I tell you what's a breach of confidentiality. Um. The delivery address, Doug Sanhope, 212 <laughs> <laughs> Van Dyke Street, Bisbee, Arizona. There, there you go. go. <laughs> no, he's got it on his website. Yeah, he yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he cares. Just, just before anyone fucking goes. It's actually... But I he, accidentally... Um, here's what's just, I accidentally docked somebody once when I was at work because I used to be oh, a courier. Really? Yeah, yeah. And so I was delivering a package to... um, oh, What's his name? It's famous Australian runner. And... um. And I actually took a photo of it because I couldn't believe it. And I wasn't thinking, obviously, it was early in the morning. I actually accidentally posted the guy's address online. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Until That's some wild. people pointed it out to me and I quickly removed it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, once, yeah. But like, yeah, I accidentally docked a, you know, that famous Australian runner. You know, anyway, he used to do the TV ads for the athletes shop or something as well. But anyway. No, I don't. Yeah. Lives in Canberra. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. Makes sense. If you're in but Canberra, you're running from something. Yeah, running from something. So, um, yeah. so I accidentally did that one time. Yeah, I don't care that I said his address. But here's one cool thing. It's not just a Bisbee Observer. This is actually the one that was for Doug. So it's like, says Doug Stanhope. Like, oh, that was actually, actually one delivered to his to house. To his house, yeah. yeah. So that yeah. goes into the collection. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Doug Stanhope, um, I'm going to play a clip at the end of this podcast, which is basically from um, episode, I think, 41, as I mentioned before, with yeah. Phil Carruthers. Um, and it's from 2021. I'll put the date up when I post yeah, it. It's when Marky was wanting to suck Phil Carruthers' cock. Yeah, yeah. just because it was, has been near Doug Stanhope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and, just the tip. Come on, just the tip. <laughs> and... Um, then it's good to cut from there because basically it's a one and one just over one minute clip of me talking about how much yeah. of a fan of Doug Stanhope I am. And as you mentioned, uh, here's a callback to the first half of this episode. Yep. Um, when um, Luke Burney was getting roasted by um, by Jimmy, Jimmy Carr, yeah. we in that same episode spoke about when Joel P was there and he was still a lot more mobile. Yeah. He'd not long been in the chair and he was yeah. still able to sort of push himself around. He went to that Doug Stanhope gig and Stanhope addressed the why there's a dude in a wheelchair. Oh, here we got a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> I hear there's a crippled man here. <laughs> so he, goes, so he goes, so what are you in the chair for? Yeah. And he goes, oh, I got MS. And he goes, what, you just got it? Like you woke up feeling a bit yeah. MS-y. And, um, and, and I tell you what's funny, um, the last episode... Um, the one of the last times that Joel P actually was able to speak before yep. he had a stroke and lost his um like adequate speech, yeah, he did the podcast and he spoke about it. So that's also in the archive, yeah. Um, of him talking about how good it was to 
be roasted by Doug Stanhope. Yeah. And I spoke to Phil about it, and I'm like, he was so excited. He's like, yes, yeah. I'm getting roasted yeah, by Doug Stanhope. Yeah, and the thing is, he was just fine. He's just smiling, being all MSE yeah, and yeah, shit, yeah. like just grinning. <laughs> and um, the fucking, or it could have been a, a spasm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> he, Joel still used to drink. Yeah. Although he was on like on a bunch of medications and shit. Yeah. He'd still drink, right? But the thing is, because he was like didn't have as much function, he would drink as much as he did before, yeah. but he would have to piss like twice for every beer. Yeah. So <laughs> midway through the show, after within ten minutes of him giving it to him, yeah. He starts pushing himself out, like wheeling it out. Yeah. And Stanhope's midway through a bit and he just goes, Don't you fucking walk out on me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so that was that was a good way to do yeah. it so awesome but smash cut to um to f i think the the end of feb this year yeah um kai came um to the basement another gig that you got to sit front row for yeah. with the partner i leave halfway through Ugh. fuck um and oh, i didn't tell you about you didn't tell me I left halfway through because my daughter actually rang me from hospital. Oh, shit. Out of the bail on the last bit. But I didn't tell you. The oh, other now thing, we know she's listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other bit I didn't tell you too is that there was actually a girl in the when I got there. There's this girl that I kind of very briefly dated yeah. after um, my marriage fell apart yeah and things kind of went a bit sour between okay. me and her because she had like this expectation of me which i wasn't gonna be able to satisfy her i've just like i'm in the middle of getting a divorce kind of thing don't be a cunt you're like i'm sorry darling i can't yeah, do yeah that. pretty much but i uh, so she she you know we unfriend she she and she moved to the u.s yeah it was there for years and then that night she was actually at for some strange reason Fucking she up. was actually at that gig and so we kind of got talking like you know just me and you're like hey how are you i hope you're all right yeah but then she was there with her boyfriend who she brought over from the states oh shit and then every time i would walk past them because they were sitting up in the back yeah yeah every time i walked past them they, they they would start macking on like oh. 16 year old teenagers like trying to prove i don't I, I still don't i was just like okay like good on you yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy for it. like i don't like i don't know what you're trying to prove yeah you know, and people just go oh you look at his ego he's like um you know oh they're macking on to impress me and I, I can understand why people might think that but i would literally see them like the moment she saw me would like turn and start yeah. like you know what i mean it wasn't like they were macking on and i just saw them i would see her actually turn to start Dude, i would have a god, him, god you know? complex and i was just like i'd okay. be like with kiss like yeah, I'd be like, kiss, do it. Kiss, kiss. It, was, yeah. it was it was it was like, it was just it was so weird. And then yeah, and then uh, probably about twenty minutes before Doug had to wrap up. Yeah, I get a phone call. Like my phone started blowing up. I'm like, oh, I better answer. It's my daughter, and she was literally ringing me like, your housemate is. I'm I'm on the way to hospital with with the housemate. She's she's taking me to the hospital. Oh, like. shit. So I was like, okay, I've got to go. You got to go. Turned out she was fine. Yeah. She just had like a like a skin reaction and she yeah. burst out in the hives and, and yeah. whatever but then as we go as i'm trying to leave this chick starts macking on with this dude what again i'm like i've like yeah good on you and i've actually got way more important things yeah than like, what the fuck angry. but it was just so weird that and, is weird and people probably listen going god look at this guy talking very like but it was it just it just it struck me as such a for for me that was such a weird night yeah like i'm going to the hospital yeah it was just like it was such a weird night for me like i remember that gig very well but in for different reasons, reasons I guess, yeah you know what I mean? but it was also really cool to see you up there opening for doug man i was like real and real super proud of you for that and i actually told someone went to 
because you had the whole microphone thing yeah, going on yeah. and somebody went to change the mic and I was like, because I was front row, I was like, hey, have you spoken to Marky about changing that mic? And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I have. I'm like, okay. As long as you got Marky's approval. Yeah, I'm, good, man. I was, I was you saved my ass. Yeah, the funny thing is, boy. I ended up needed to change it anyway. Yeah. Um. So the story goes, I got, I bought a brand new microphone yeah. um, to get Doug to sign the microphone. Yeah. And he signed it and I put it in my back pocket and I'm like, all right, time to open. So yeah. I go out there and as soon as I grabbed the mic, the fucking, um, the cable was loose yeah. and I had the signed one in my pocket. <laughs> so so I'm like, I need to make a sacrifice. So for the greater good for of the yeah. room, I pulled the old mic out, yeah. put it in my pocket, pulled out the new brand new, but signed one right, yeah. and plugged it in. And did my set on that microphone. Yeah. Put it back in the stand. And then Stanhope came out and did his you set on that, on that microphone. And I'm like, hey. That's he, even better though. He used it, but now the signature's gone. Ah. Uh, I get there at the end of the gig, pull it out. Signature's still there. Hey, beautiful. And it's only ever been used by me and Doug and Stanhope. Stanhope. And That's it's awesome. signed by him. Um, oh. And the tour manager took yeah. a photo next yeah. to stage. Yeah. of him doing the set yeah. and visible in the set is the, is the signature yeah. and I realised he held, Doug he held, it held it so that save. he didn't rub the signature off. Wow, man. Congratulations, Doug. That's a real act of life. He noticed the signature yeah, and just and fucking that. did and, um, it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Doug Stanhope signed um, microphone up on eBay a uh, lot one more while. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's like Dom said when he did the roast. He's just like, if you're going to talk to Marky, you need to allow the 45 minutes about how he managed to box up a piece of pocket lint from Doug Stanhope. And now it's his prized possession. Um, but yeah, yeah, but we're going to close out this yeah, show. You'll see, you'll see the clip from um, me and Phil Carruthers, and then there'll be a snippet of my set um from the stanhope gig which i'm gonna burn yeah. on this because it was a topical thing but i think it's a good premise but before we close up i have something for you kai oh what um after, man. we have this oh, wow. photo from 2008 2008 my that's my very first time on stage very first time Look on stage young. Kai Fay, 2008 Damn. wearing his probably from ivan's uh <laughs> Dirty denim. Probably from probably stolen from Ivan's, but I bought it from um, Vinny's. <laughs> I bought well, it from Vinny's. Oh, holy crap. Oh, wow. I went online and did as oh, much wow. digging as I needed to do. Oh, that's, that's to a find. You know, like, I'm so proud of that, man, because I actually lost that shirt yeah. because I loaned it to uh, a female friend of mine when she was going through some hard times. So I was like, you know, I was trying to help her out. Yeah. And. She ended up leaving it in a pile of wet laundry, and oh. the shirt went moldy. Yeah, and I was so because that was the first that was the first shirt I ever wore on stage. Yeah, man. Well, so that, I went on oh, eBay. Dude. I did some digging. I found oh. a vintage collectible seller. Jesus, dirty that's that man. That is epic. Yeah. That is epic. I found a... So we'll say to the audio yeah. listeners, it's like a 2008 Eight fucking dirty, dirty denim, denim shirt. It's really nice <laughs> blue. That's, <laughs> that's really cool, dude. Seriously. No, yeah. honestly, man, that's that's really yeah. cool. Cool. And um, that, that can replace, in my memory, yeah. my memory I'm now wearing this shirt <laughs> yeah, in that yeah. photo. <laughs> the yeah, the blue one, yeah. That's cool. I'm going to put it on right now. Yeah. That's Fuck awesome, yeah. Man. Seriously, thank you. Hey, cheers for tuning in to episode 100 <laughs> of the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. Signing out, it's Marky Worthington and...
Kai Fay, thank you so much for having me. Don't buy me Cheers. a drink. Just name names. Yeah, yeah right. Big Tony. You'll get fucking thrown out of strip club with your floppy disk. Yeah, all day. Make people feel shamed for shit all day. Don't blow it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to keep it simple. Count your money. That they're not proud of. Just give me ten bucks. Hey, right. Click. Did you hang up? No, I just said click. I'm a massive Stanhope fan. Dude, we've talked for like an hour and we still haven't brought this up. <laughs> we spoke briefly about Stanhope. You fucking opened for him a few years ago. Oh, yeah. That's uh, one of the achievements. Yeah. Um, it is weird because I think the only reason it happened is because at the time I was one of the administrators on the stand-up comedy in Canberra page. Yep. And because it's alphabetical by surname, I would have been one of the top. Yeah, yeah. And his like Australian tour manager just like I think wanted someone who could plug the Canberra gig. <laughs> And it's just like, uh, do you want to open also post the gig to that page? In, it's like in that movie Goodfellas. Yeah. Where it's just like um, Ray Liotta's character's just like, uh, you know, me or Jimmy couldn't be made because we had Irish blood. Yeah. But um, when whatever Pesci's character got made, yeah. it was like we're all getting made yeah. because he was one of us and he was doing that. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was just like... A, someone that i do comedy with yeah is opening for the doug stanhope yeah. like i want like i'm like fuck that's like it makes it like it's like oh fuck i'm like two degrees of separation now yeah. whereas he was like up on a pedestal but yeah. now i'm like getting closer like i'm yeah close it's to be fair man that's a long stretch like i'm fucking going like i like i'm basically friends with doug stanhope <laughs> All right, guys, I've been Marky Worthington. Are you guys ready for your headlining act for the night? Let's welcome to the stage the legendary Doug Stanhope, everybody. I love you, Marky. Hey, 